It's March 16th, 2022, and this is your Ukraine Daily Brief from the DSR Network. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top story today, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky signaled his understanding that Ukraine would not be joining NATO despite NATO's open-door policy. This acknowledgement comes as peace talks between Russia and Ukraine have extended into their third straight day. One of Russia's previous demands was that Ukraine write in its constitution that it would never join any blocs, including the EU and NATO. While hopes remain high about the results of the talks, Russian President Vladimir Putin complained yesterday that Kiev is not demonstrating a serious attitude towards finding mutually acceptable solutions. As we reported yesterday, Zelensky is set to give a speech today to a joint session of Congress. Following the speech, President Joe Biden is expected to announce an additional $800 million in security assistance for Ukraine, which would bring the total pledge to $1 billion in the past week and $2 billion since the beginning of the Biden administration. In addition, Secretary of State Antony Blinken announced an additional $186 million in humanitarian assistance for Ukraine focused on refugees and internally displaced Ukrainians. In a press conference yesterday, NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg addressed Russian drones entering NATO airspace. He said that in one incident, an object was tracked entering Romanian airspace and Romanian jets were scrambled in response. He also noted that an unarmed Russian drone crashed on the outskirts of Zagreb in Croatia, saying the incident, quote, just highlights that with more military activities in the air with drones, with planes, there is a risk for incidents and accidents. In my opinion, one thing that is often glossed over but is worth remembering is that war is full of accidents. It's easier in the media to talk about what Putin, Ukraine, and the West are planning or what they could do, but it's much harder to account for a misfired rocket or crashed drone. It does not take much for an accident to spread the conflict, and as the conflict lengthens, there are more opportunities for an accident to have world-changing implications. As we reported yesterday, U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin is set to participate in a meeting with other NATO defense ministers today. In the same press conference that Grant was just referring to, Stoltenberg said that the ministers will start an important discussion on concrete measures to reinforce our security for the longer term in all domains. On land, this could include substantially more forces in the eastern part of the alliance at higher readiness and with more pre-positioned equipment. We will also consider major increases to our air and naval deployments, strengthening our integrated air and missile defense reinforcing our cyber defenses, and holding more and larger exercises. Viktor Zora, the deputy chairman of Ukraine's SSSCIP cybersecurity agency, said a total of 3,000 cyber attacks against Ukrainian targets have been recorded since mid-February. He said that the combination of cyber attacks and kinetic attacks against communications infrastructure was part of a concerted effort to prevent Ukrainians from communicating and removing their sources of information. Russia's bombardment of Kiev intensified yesterday with an apartment bombing killing at least four people. The mayor of Kiev announced a 35-hour curfew starting yesterday. Kiev was spared much of the fighting before, but Russia continues to close in. In other parts of the country, shelling continued, hitting both civilian and military targets. 
President Joe Biden will travel to Europe next week to meet with world leaders and discuss Russia's invasion of Ukraine. He will also join a scheduled European Council summit to discuss our shared concerns about Ukraine, including transatlantic efforts to impose economic costs on Russia, provide humanitarian support to those affected by the violence, and address other challenges related to the conflict. Hungary President Viktor Orban told a group of supporters that Hungary will not send any weapons and will stay out of the war. Orban is in a tight race for re-election on April 3rd. His party faces a challenge from six opposition parties that have united together to beat Orban. The six-party opposition, led by Peter Markizoy, a small-town mayor and father of seven, has sharply criticized Orban's relations with Russia, saying Orban has built an illiberal state along Putin's model with rampant corruption and curbs on media freedoms. Vladimir Zelensky told reporters yesterday, with allies like these, we'll win the war, after the prime ministers of Poland, the Czech Republic, and Slovenia made a perilous train journey to Kyiv to offer their support. The leader of Poland's ruling party said an international peacekeeping mission should be sent to operate in Ukraine. Russia will withdraw from the Council of Europe, a human rights watchdog based in Strasbourg, France, as of March 15th. The Council of Europe, whose brief is to uphold human rights and the rule of law, and is separate from the European Union, had suspended Russia's membership on February 25th, the day after it invaded Ukraine. Additional sanctions against Russia and Russian citizens were announced yesterday by the US, the UK, and Canada. The UK announced actions against a further 370 Russian and Belarusian citizens, bringing the total number of sanctioned individuals by the UK to more than 1,000. The key political allies of Russian President Vladimir Putin sanctioned yesterday reportedly include the Russian Prime Minister and Defense Minister and former President of Russia Dmitry Medvedev. In the United States, Secretary of State Antony Blinken announced sanctions targeting 11 Russian military leaders some of whom have been involved with suppressing protesters in Ukraine. Canada is also imposing new sanctions, including restrictions on 15 Russian officials who enabled and supported President Putin's war of choice. Russia retaliated, announcing sanctions of their own against President Biden, his son, and other U.S. officials, including most of his cabinet, as well as banning the Canadian Prime Minister, Foreign Minister, and Minister of Defense from entering Russia. Elsewhere, India is in talks with Moscow about increasing oil imports from Russia in an effort to keep spiraling prices in check. While the United States has banned Russian oil imports, the European Union has stopped short, issuing sanctions against specific companies without banning the purchase of Russian oil. India imports about 80% of their oil, with Russia accounting for about 3% of that total. Boris Johnson is visiting Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates today to ask the Gulf states to produce more oil and help the UK reduce dependence on Russian oil. Mr. Johnson will meet with Crown Prince Mohammed bin Zayed in Abu Dhabi on Wednesday before traveling to Riyadh to speak with Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Johnson was also said to be addressing human rights issues as he faced criticism about his trip to the region, especially in light of Saudi Arabia's mass execution of 81 men in one day last weekend and over the death of Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi in 2018. Irena Vereshchuk, 
the deputy prime minister of Ukraine, announced yesterday that 20,000 civilians were able to escape Mariupol, and an additional 8,533 were able to escape from Sumy. Mariupol is described by those who escaped as just hell. They describe conditions so poor that those who are trapped have resorted to collecting snow and rainwater in order to drink. Ukraine has also accused Russian soldiers of taking 500 hostages in a hospital in Mariupol and using them as human shields. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip or topic you'd like us to cover, please email us at udb at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the Ukraine Daily Brief. So go to the DSR Network and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these topics, tune into Deep State Radio tomorrow as David Rothkoff and Kavita Patel speak with Michael Weiss and Jill Doherty. Stay safe and stay tuned to the Ukraine Daily Brief from the Deep State Radio Network.